Good afternoon, everyone. How are, how are you guys doing? What's going on? Welcome to episode 20 of Mergers of Novigrad, a bi-weekly podcast where we discuss everything Gwent. Today with me, my partner in crime and my brother in arms, Hesser Tavern. And as you guys can see, we have a very unique guest, the creator of the good boy, the best girl, and the infamous Gigni, the incredibly yeah. talented Anna Fuldetvorna. How are you guys doing? What's going on? Oh, we are great. We are great. How are you, Anna? I'm fine. <laughs> Before we get into it, a couple of words for our viewers. Guys, if you have any questions, you can ask them in chat. My dear friend Hesser, as usual, has been asked to collect the more interesting ones and we're going to try to answer them as we go. Also, if you want to stay in touch off stream, you can follow us on Twitter at Novigrad Podcast. And if YouTube or Spotify are the places where you would rather watch or listen to this episode, it's going to be uploaded onto these and a couple more platforms, either tonight or tomorrow morning. And with that being said, I think we can move to the, to the first segment of our show, which is what have you been up to? And as usual, we have to start with the COVID situation. So, Anna, um, in a recent interview, you said that um, the lockdown has had a fairly positive influence on your work. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, sadly enough, it had. <laughs> Uh, I, I am able to do so much more work when I am home, like nobody's talking to me, like total silence can uh, just sink in my work for many hours. And the fact that I am a night owl uh, is definitely uh, a factor. Finally, I can work like during the night, not in the goddamn morning. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, can, I can relate. I used to be like that as well. At least I thought so. Wait, you're like one of those people who magically managed to uh, get on a like a normal people sleeping schedule. Yeah, I actually did, and you uh, wouldn't you wouldn't believe what helped me. I went I went to hike in the mountains for two weeks. No internet, no TV, no radio, no media of any kind, just the nature, and it fixed it. I came yeah. back and I just started to sleep at night. <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> Too radical, unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only nature you have in Warsaw is probably some, some kind of park, so it's not going to work. Uh, <laughs> no, really not. <laughs> but speaking of home offices and working from home, Hesser, how jealous are you of Anna's home office? And I think oh, we can man. even show it on the stream, because oh, it's man. a major talking point of this podcast, guys. Oh, yeah, it is. I hope we <laughs> Look at that. Holy that smokes. Office. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> oh, we love it. I, like it. <laughs> I was yeah, wondering where, where did you get the? Is it the Lord of the Rings sword? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and a um seemingly Viking looking helmet. Uh, yeah, it's uh, actually Germanic, but uh, close. <laughs> <laughs> close enough. I'm I'm gonna take it. <laughs> where did you get it? Um, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, somebody, no, no, somebody's just... shopping on the internet, who would have thought? I know, right? <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, the sword uh, 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 is like a, uh, from a company called uh, uh, United Cutlery or something like that, and just they make replicas. And um, the helmet uh, actually uh, uh, bought when I was still working uh, uh, on Gwent, 
and uh, me and a bunch of uh, Gwent artists uh, found uh, uh, a guy making armory uh, uh, in UK and the shipping was affordable. So we just uh, bought a bunch of stuff and we shipped it uh, to the company. And I can tell you that our producer was not happy that suddenly there are swords and <laughs> Morgensterns and spears uh, in the studio. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can imagine he showed up at the office and he was like, Hmm, they are up to something. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, 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 it was a lady and uh, I love her. Uh, now uh, I work with her in the Flying Wild Fox studio, but she's like a very mother-like. She was like, oh no, the children will kill themselves or each other. <laughs> <laughs> Some Game of Thrones action at the office. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but one more crunch and who knows. <laughs> A little bit more of the lockdown, and you're gonna get there. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of the lockdown, Hesser, how difficult was it to get into the city of Novigrad um, a couple of weeks ago? Oh yeah, for those who don't know, I was actually in Croatia. I managed to get out of the country. I really wanted to get out of the country, you know, regardless of all of the lockdowns and uh, the other stuff going around. Uh, and it was actually pretty easy. I was the only person probably taking pictures with the, you know, the name of the city with that uh, sign. So, uh, but I thought that this is going to be like a empty, I don't know, some sort of a village with nothing going on. But uh, it was actually pretty nice. A lot of like surfers, uh, people enjoying the beach and uh, enjoying the architecture of the small village in Croatia. So amazing place. If you want to go there, there are actually a couple of Novigrads in Croatia. So if you want to go there, definitely recommend it. You're not going to find Passiflora there, but <laughs> I can assure you that there is a lot of good stuff going on. So you can actually do a Novigrad tour and visit all the Novigrads in Croatia. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now this is going to take a while, I think. But... They, should, they should totally capitalize on the Witcher fandom. They should. They should. You know, they are already earning some, uh, some money on the... Uh, on Dubrovnik, right? Because Dubrovnik is the place where they uh, uh, were recording Game of Thrones, yeah. right? Yep. So uh, yeah, I think Novigrad is just another step. I think they should take it. Yeah, definitely. And that tweet kinda, kinda got a lot of track on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, I was scouring your feed, Anna, not too long ago, and I saw a pet snake, a pet python. Oh, yeah. What on earth? What is the story behind that, that pet? And do you have any other exotic pets as well? Uh, no, uh, unless uh, you count my uh, dog as a exotic. <laughs> Crazy, so I would. Um, so uh, basically the story is, uh, I uh, for years now, I had uh, at least two pets. There is a dog and um, a secondary support uh, thing pet to that. And uh, last year, uh, unfortunately, my bunny died. So I wanted a new pet. But uh, I am fucking done uh, with uh, cleaning uh, animal hair from my apartment. <laughs> so I had one requirement, something that doesn't shed hair. <laughs> <laughs> and that, it was kind of um, a short jump to snakes. No hair. Perfect. <laughs> and it's awesome. Like, would recommend snakes are all so cute. Um, isn't your dog like one of the smaller breeds? Uh, it's small, but very fluffy. Uh, and it's like a mixed breed, so I have no idea what breed. Yeah, the question I wanted to ask is, um, isn't your python culinary interested in your dog? 
uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a baby Python, so uh, no chance in hell. <laughs> and it will never be big enough to uh, actually uh, harm the dog. <laughs> so I, I pick like a reasonably uh, sized uh, snake. Uh, I, I've seen enough videos on YouTube of people getting uh, bit by like putrid, uh, like overpopulated pythons in the face. So no, thank you. <laughs> I just imagine the guy at the store that you just show up, and I, I want, I want a snake, and it, <laughs> it, it has to be small enough not to eat my dog. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, my my uh, snake uh, came uh, from uh, Czech Republic. Uh, because right. I, I wanted a specific uh, color of snake. <laughs> And that's where uh, they got them, like, just perfect. <laughs> I didn't yeah. expect anything else from an artist. <laughs> Speaking of art, and um, there's something we want to ask about quite extensively, and that's the next segment of this podcast, which is your background. So in a recent interview with BJ, a.k.a. Baby Joseph, you said that you studied architecture slash engineering, among other things, that is. Um, how did it influence your work? Hmm. Uh, in a way it did and in a way it didn't uh, because um, okay so uh, maybe uh, chronologically so to get to the uh, architecture school uh, uh, at least at the time uh, you need to pass like a drawing exam so uh, the courses preparing uh, for the drawing exams were like really cool because it's like competitive drawing on time so it was like mm, 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 mm. <laughs> love it sign me on uh, but they, they kind of gave you the wrong impression of what actually uh, later of the work in architecture will be. So not so much drawing, more like uh, arranging toilets. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, I got some like um, drawing uh, training from uh, from that time, but uh, like. Um, I guess uh, not much more. Uh, I guess some like uh, uh, knowledge of historical buildings is kind of useful. Uh, uh, but but yeah, uh, uh, to be honest, like most of the stuff that I'm actually now using uh, uh, in my field, I just learn doing uh, doing like freelance commissions on DeviantArt. <laughs> 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 I, I I can't get it out of my head when you said um, it's mostly arranging toilets. I was like, just imagine a Gwen aficionado showing around this place and like, so this corner right here was personally designed by Anna Podvorna. <laughs> <laughs> like you're laughing, but I actually uh, did some work in the field, and especially when you're starting, like the task you get is like, oh okay, so here's like the this huge multi-story building. Uh, design the parking lot, and uh, it's, it's like two weeks of just like arranging squares, just like. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of people of get into um, into architecture because they imagine being the next Mies or any other renowned architect, and then they do all these small stuff like design, designing uh, row houses and, and parking lots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, it's fine job if you cannot know what you're uh, signing up for. Uh, to be fair, I didn't do enough research when I was speaking college. Uh, so, um, fuck up on my part, and then I paid for it by uh, just switching fields. 
Yeah, but yeah, well then that more specific, right? So uh, did did you have like any specific historical or modern style that inspired you with your Gwent artwork, for example? Like you know, judging from your uh, background from architecture. Uh, um, to be honest, like um, uh, not really, because uh, when we were developing uh, the uh, what we want on Gwent cards. Um, uh, the style is kind of like uh, a mixture of uh, uh, what uh, the pre-existing style of Witcher 3 is, uh, right. plus uh, kind of what the artists already working on the project uh, are um, able to uh, create, plus of uh, kind of uh, the requirements uh, every um, card art for any card game kind of uh, has to meet. So. Like right. strong silhouettes, uh, kind of action-oriented, like strong colors and stuff. So, um, and uh, since like there are already so many requirements coming in, uh, there's no much place to go. Uh, like, but I want my cards to look like Caravaggio. It's like. <laughs> You already know what, what you have to do. <laughs> yeah. I love that you mentioned Caravaggio specifically because there is actually a card. You can Google it. It's called Van Morlehem Servant. And it really, like the first time I saw the car, it really reminded me of Caravaggio. But that's the thing, like uh, every once in a while you can uh, make um, art like this, but can you imagine like uh, the whole game just looking like that? No. Just like strict style of like some historical artists. Though a Baroque version of Passiflora would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like for sure, you can like play with the convention, but uh, you um, you cannot lock yourself into like too uh, tight uh, art style. Exactly. Um, you said about how you started, right? Designing parking lots and then switching the fields. Um, and I was wondering, how did your adventure with digital art and card games actually start? And is it something you envisioned doing during your studies? Like, did you have that in mind when, when you were studying architecture that you might become a digital artist one day? Nope. <laughs> I had like zero fucking plan. Uh, I, um, most of the uh, actually cool job opportunities I ever got was uh, a total, uh, just like what happened? Somebody like uh, happened to need something at the moment and I was just like right next to the opportunity. Uh, but uh, no, it, it kind of, mm, um, I, I kind of randomly smashed uh, into uh, doing video games. <laughs> so yeah, as, as I said, like uh, I, I, when I was uh, uh, studying uh, to be an architect, uh, I was doing uh, just like uh, freelance illustrations uh, online to just support myself. Uh, kind of by accident, I uh, built up uh, a half decent portfolio. Uh, uh, it just so happened uh, um, a friend told me that uh, to the project was looking for like a junior uh, artist and I was like, I'm a junior, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> so I applied, I, uh, I got the job and then I was just kind of just like bumping from project to project uh, and I still do that, I guess. <laughs> 
it really reminds me of that time when when uh, Buja was on the show and we asked him like a very similar question. How did you start? And he was like, I wrote an angry post on the CDP Roger Red forums. And then I saw a job opening and I was like, fuck, I'm community. I'm going to be manager. <laughs> All the stars align. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy like, how, how, how random it is. <laughs> yeah, and then exactly you're ending up in the end with the huge companies, publishers such as Wizards of the Coast, Valve, right, CDPR. And how does it exactly feel to work for these companies? What's, uh, what's the, uh, you know, the culture of these companies, how do you work with them? I, I mean, I, I guess at the uh, beginning, you, you are uh, a bit like starstruck, like, oh, like the guys who made like this game, and like, oh my God, such a fun, but this like passes really fast and you go back to like a normal day-to-day life of just like eh, a list of tasks, this needs, like, this shit needs to be done, this not that. And uh, uh, I guess it feels normal. <laughs> Uh, 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 as for the uh, kind of uh, their um, those companies culture, it, it really depends uh, because um, uh, I work in studio only in Teleprojekt and in Flying Wild Hog. So uh, like working in studio and doing like freelance or contract work uh, is like totally different because uh, on contract you just just have like one contact in the company, like the art director or producer. And you're just communicating with them. And if they are like a nice cool person with like 90% of the time, like they are, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's your experience. Just, it's just like writing emails and occasional calls. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. and as for working in studio, yeah, both Zebrake and Flyhawk are like super nice companies with like good management. Pleasant work um, environment, like, we'll recommend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it again. 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, and CDPR is well known for their relaxed atmosphere at, at, um, at the workplace. So, you know, on a personal level, how would you compare, you know, CD Project Red um, to um, your current employer or Valve or Wizard of the Coast? When it comes to just you know like overall working experience uh, as as an artist, uh, so uh, I would say like uh, first of all uh, comparing uh, game developers in Warsaw uh, is kind of cheating because this lo- it's like a same pool of people just circling around the companies. <laughs> so, uh, I literally work with the same people <laughs> <laughs> before. So. Um, uh, I, I would say like most of the bigger developers uh, in Warsaw have kind of similar working um, environment. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, again, it's just the same people. Um, it's a cool working environment. It is very uh, like uh, relaxed and uh, kind of down to earth. Uh, I, I never m- met with like a lot of um, like superstar mentalities. Just just like normal people doing work trying to do it well and just like um and i got lost what, what uh, i got lost in thought <laughs> I got lost in thought. Uh, what was the second part of the question no that was basically it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just the comparison of the uh of the but there's there's a follow-up that we need to do here um did you have the chance to also you know chat or 
or work with people who are not involved in Gwent art when, when it's in PR, for example, with uh, community managers or people who are designing um, card abilities or, or working on the UI, stuff like that, that you also have the chance to work with them? Yeah, 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 for, for sure. Uh, I, I mean, um, like the Gwent team was not that huge, so like everybody knew each other and worked together. We were just basically sitting in two rooms, so it's hard not to. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, um, uh, uh, I, I guess it was always uh, encouraged to uh, kind of <clears throat> um, pick to uh, what other teams are doing and uh, not to um, separate yourself. So, uh, for example, um, it was always like nice to uh, kind of give heads up to uh, guys who will be doing the premium uh, cards. Uh, what's what's your card going to be about? So they can like uh, prepare sound effects. Maybe already start thinking about animation. And uh, of course, with the designers. Uh, so uh, I mean, I, I guess at the beginning uh, we were trying to uh, synchronize uh, the card art and the design. That kind of fell through because uh, the design kept changing, and uh, you end up with like weird cards. Uh, for example, I, I did Bran uh, Warrior, the, the lizard uh, randomly standing on the mountain peak, and uh, <laughs> yeah. on the mountain peak because he was to be supposed to immune to be immune or to frost, and that was what the card was supposed to depict. But like that, this ability is like long fucking gone. And now uh, you just have weird cards. Like, why? <laughs> why are you on the mountain? Uh, so it, uh, at a certain point, we learned to um, find a good balance of uh, synchronizing work between teams and uh, keeping things that should be separate, separate. Uh, one right. of the reasons I ask is I need to get a confirmation, confirmation on something. So uh, Pavel Buja often says he makes great coffee. And I need to, I need to have that confirmed. I mean, I don't know. There, there always was coffee machines. So everybody makes great coffee from a coffee machine. All right, who's the line confirmed? Yeah. Okay. Burn. Burn, burn. We're gonna talk to him about that. Absolutely. Uh, Moving on. He has like some hipster uh, utensil to make his own coffee. Uh, or... I, I never saw that. <laughs> All right. All right, so it's still among the legends. All right, yeah, but uh, speaking of um, your experience with the other teams as well, like, did you have any interest in the Witcher universe prior to that? Because, you know, for example, in my case, I would read um, the books when I, was a, when I was a child, you know, in Poland, we weren't, there was a chance to, you know, to read the, the books in original in Polish, right? What about you? Did you have any interest in that universe? Yeah, uh, I did. I, I mean, uh... I guess uh, Witcher uh, uh, has been a big deal in Poland for uh, a long time. It's kind of uh, our uh, Lord of the Rings, let's say. Yeah. Uh, but uh, funny enough, my first exposure to the Witcher universe was the uh, shitty TV series. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that was the first thing I, I saw uh, Witcher uh, related. And um, to put it nicely, I was put off. <laughs> Like few uh, years later, I realized that oh no, th those are books. So I'll just uh, read the books, and the, the saga was amazing. Uh, then the uh, game started coming out, and it was yeah, just kept getting better and better. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. In many aspects, the first Witcher, the game, kind of resembled the TV show. 
<laughs> though though the soundtrack was amazing i i actually um decided to torture myself and watch the series and it wasn't that bad like the, of course there's a lot of things in there where i thought uh i think they were tight on budget <laughs> but the odd the, the soundtrack was amazing and it really felt very witchery and and you, you, i had the same feeling you know playing the games as well but um to continue the the topic of you working at CDPR, um, were you solely focused on art, or were you also involved in other parts of of Gwent or maybe Thronebreaker? Um, uh, I, I mean, uh, I was um, focused on art, but uh, uh, like uh, uh, CDPR has like a nice culture that if you want to um, kind of. Um, um, get interested or uh, give somebody the, uh, from other departments some feedback, it's welcome. So uh, it was uh, it was uh, always possible to just go to designers with like requests or like, please more dryads, please more animals. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I guess uh, another way uh, uh, kind of funny uh, that was involved uh, in, uh, I got to uh, record some uh, like noises and voices for Gwent. So um, uh, some of the noises we um, uh, recorded uh, internally, so like uh, um, grumbling people, uh, like uh, weird like monster, just noises. Just <laughs> So that was a fine day in studio. Just screaming into the mic, like total nonsense. <laughs> I have to ask, who's your inner monster? Which monster did you record? I have no idea uh, what the hell I was recording. <laughs> Just... <laughs> um, anyway, it would be uh, heavily edited, but uh, whatever a monster uh, sounds like it's like drowning in pudding. <laughs> I think, isn't that, isn't that, like, which monster is drowning in pudding? Know. I don't know. That, that, that's uh, the question for chat. They send us later uh, some of uh, like um, the edited uh, samples, but I have no idea what was implemented uh, in the game actually. <laughs> Damn, I really don't know which one could that be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have well, to circle back to that think... question at some point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We have to remember about that. Mm. Uh, it's, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's unrecognizable. <laughs> <laughs> Drowner is the obvious assumption, Ellie's saying in chat. Yeah, that's possible, Drowner. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Yeah, so um, obviously CDPR is a huge company. Everybody you know, knows this company, and having this sort of experience in a resume is, is awesome. So uh, can you tell us how working with CDPR affected your career with other studios and your job in general? Oh, uh, uh, for sure, it has like a super positive effect uh, because it's... Uh very recognizable studio and in general um, just having um, uh, on your resume um, a work experience that you uh, stayed with a company for like four or five years is just it's just good because it, it kind of uh, lets other um, companies know that uh, you are not at all psycho and you can just like <laughs> stay in place for a few years uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, it allowed me to uh, build uh, uh, an okay portfolio. So uh, yeah, uh, I would say okay uh, portfolio. All right. <laughs> like, 
all artists are critical. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, for sure, like uh, most of uh, my other work, I got thanks to uh, people just uh, finding my Gwent Carson uh, art station. So uh, thank you to the project. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. Um, you know, we've been bidding around the bush for a while now, just talking about your experience with the TPR um, and, and uh, you know, your, your personal stories, but we have to get into it. We have to get into the actual Gwen department. <laughs> so, Anna, can you tell us what is your MO, what's your modus operandi, and can you walk us through the process of actually making art for Gwent? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, um... I guess uh, uh, at some point, like the uh, process of uh, creating uh, cards for Gwent for me was pretty streamlined because uh, yeah, you make uh, uh, this many, uh, you know, it's just, I got lost again. Uh, so basically, <laughs> uh, we start with uh, sketches, uh, usually uh, three, uh, so the art director can uh, pick um, uh, their favorite or like the most suiting uh, sketch. Uh, I usually uh, try to um, kind of make the sketches varied. So um, uh, no matter what the character was to like find a more dynamic composition, find more like a, a cute slice of life composition, something in between. Uh, so uh, there was always um, a bit of variety. Uh, when the sketch was picked, uh, I usually uh, moved on to um, uh, working uh, kind of in grayscale uh, because I like to split the um, working on values and working on colors uh, into two uh, separate stages uh, because my brain just gets confused <laughs> when there is too much um, kind of uh, things to uh, get uh, control of at the beginning. Uh, and yeah, uh, and depending on uh, kind of the card, uh, if it was uh, one of the um, already pre-existing characters, uh, uh, I could pull uh, some models from uh, like the uh, Witcher 3 engine, so that uh, made the work um, easier. Uh, sometimes the character needs to be um, separately designed, especially um, when it was like a monster, so uh, like Phoenix or like the glass dwarf, uh, you kind of needed to do um, additional bunch of uh, drawings to just kind of sell the idea of what the creature is supposed to be. If it was um, kind of generic, generic looking um, like mage or um, maybe warrior, uh, you didn't need to uh, create uh, any additional concept work. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, um, uh, then I would uh, yeah, try to render um, in as uh, precise detail as possible, uh, still working uh, in the grayscale, and then uh, I um, would apply the color. So, um, uh, like the local color, then the light color, the shadow color, and then uh, make uh, like a final pass um, for uh, any additional details that might get uh, destroyed uh, while applying the color. And usually uh, it would take uh, like uh, around five weeks, uh, weeks, uh, days. And uh, in the meantime, usually uh, we would get uh, at least one um, art review during the week. So uh, some additional input from the art team and the art director to um, maybe fix 
all the potential fuck-ups on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so basically uh, that's uh, kind of the process. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have to say five days sounds incredibly short for artwork that's this detailed. I thought it was more, you know, we would be talking more in terms of weeks, maybe even months. Five days? And then how long we would be making this? <laughs> I don't know. Hazard, are you surprised too? Yeah, that's it's a really short time. I mean, if if it was like a, a traditional all painting, yeah, it would be like super fast. But with uh, with like digital art, when you can uh, like um, kind of. Uh, make your life easier with uh, 3D and uh, like photo textures, then no, it's not really uh, that um, that unusual. And uh, yeah, um, there are hundreds of uh, cards in Gwent and uh, the uh, Gwent team ca cannot be hundreds of artists. So uh, we kind of, uh, especially at the beginning, kind of had to pump up the cards uh, relatively fast to have a game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you said something interesting. Um, you compared it to traditional art that would obviously take more time. Um, have you ever got into it? Have you ever got into making traditional art? So painting on an actual physical surface? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, uh, um, I really got into uh, uh, like watercolor art at some point. Uh, Again, uh, because uh, uh, it sells well on DeviantArt, <laughs> <laughs> and I needed to pay for my college. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, I constantly uh, promise myself that I will uh, actually uh, properly uh, get into uh, oil painting, and I constantly don't have the time. And uh, I, I need to give myself like some deadline because this has been going for like three years of uh, like um, all, all the um, stuff needed just standing in the other room and covering, co gathering dust. <laughs> Not acceptable. So you actually did some prep work. You, you, got, you got the materials. You were ready to go. Yeah, for three years. So it's pathetic. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know how it works. It's just sitting there and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Oh, shit, there's a new Netflix show. <laughs> for instance. Yeah, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, yeah, go, um, go on, go on, Hester. Yeah, still, you know, um, you said that there's like a lot of requirements concerning the art, or some guidelines, you know, abilities that you need to take into consideration while creating and write, uh, creating the art for the card. But uh, could you tell us how often did you have to reread the Witcher novels or do some sort of research in the games uh, to make this right? Uh, so uh, I read the Witcher novels in the entire in the like entirety twice, I think. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, um, but I, uh, I kind of uh, uh, got back to uh, specific uh, passages. Um, uh, more often, uh, but to be honest, um, at this point, uh, there are so many uh, vikias uh, about Witcher. There's so much material uh, online, yeah. and there are so many uh, kind of lore specialists in the company. Uh, but uh, kind of the lore is easily accessible. 
so uh, you don't need to uh, need uh, to know everything by heart. Uh, and to be fair, like the Witcher universe, um, the lore is kind of straightforward and um, kind of um, easy to comprehend. It's not uh, Goddamn Silmarillion, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, uh, I know the um, story and characters well, but uh, I'm not like walkie-talking uh, Witcher Wikipedia <laughs> also. <laughs> yeah, what All you right. said... I can imagine that there is like, you know, it, the thing that you are getting in the guidelines and... Uh, all the other things that the companies are, you know, providing you with is, is probably more than enough, you know, to create uh, the art like that. But yeah, from what you're saying, you still need to do some sort of research. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to uh, start doing stuff for the Witcher universe if, we, if you don't at least uh, get uh, the vibe, because it's not yeah. totally generic fantasy. And um, yeah, sometimes I uh, see people doing like uh, fan art online uh, and kind of says it's Witcher, but it looks like Lord of the Rings and it's just like, eh, not, <laughs> not really the mood, but you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said something interesting about Silmarillion being a thing. Um, I remember. I remember when I first finished Lord of the Rings, the books, and I was like, I was so hyped. I was, it was fantastic. It was such a good read for, for a teenager. And I was like, let's read Silmarillion. And then you read the first few pages and you're like, what on earth? <laughs> like, it, it got better. Like, it, eventually it got better, but, but the first yeah. impression was not great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like... A Bible at some yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, actually we, we quite uh, often talk about that not only on this show but on also on our respect uh, respective streams about you know the Witcher universe not having this kind of Bible because people start playing when people start playing the Witcher games and they often ask about things that are supposed to be in the lore they are supposed to be explained in a way and nobody really knows because there is no Witcher Bible there is no Witcher Silmarillion that explains mm -hmm. everything from the start so it leaves a lot of room for interpretation. That's true. But I, I think it's kind of better because for me, like Superman really on, uh, over explains some stuff or explains in, uh, in a way that for me, it kind of ruins the trial. Like the, 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 the Lord of the Rings books is like, I, no, I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't like I don't, it. I don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you also said something something about getting a lot of support from the company, and that begs the question: Is there a position within um, CDPR, something of a lore guru, somebody who knows absolutely everything? So if you have any question regarding the lore, you can just knock on their door, and they're gonna be like, "Okay, let let me check the files, let me check the books." Oh yeah, it's right there. I know the answer. Um. At least when I was in the company, there was not like a dedicated position. Uh, but um, uh, there were uh, people who were kind of assigned uh, as the uh, lore gurus. Uh, for Gwen team, it was uh, Mateusz Tomaszkiewicz. Uh, at, uh, for a while, he was also uh, Gwent uh, director. And yeah, so basically he was the guy that uh, has been working uh, in uh, the project from the very beginning, uh, knew the lore of books and games like Inside Out. And you could always uh, just uh, go to him and just like, Mati, how does it work? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, 
he like literally remembered everything about those books, like every minor like peasant character he knew everything. Yeah, kind of, kind of like Jinzi. I'm not sure if you know Jinzi. She's um she's a content creator and she knows absolutely everything about the Witcher novels. She could rumble about that on no end. <laughs> I know she was on the show. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, yep. So um, we actually talked about it a bit, but just to make sure that everybody got that. Um, did you know the card's ability and its role in Gwent upon being commissioned before uh, going for the art? You did, right? I mean, at the beginning, uh, I knew. Uh, so uh, I would say, like, for the first year, uh, that's how uh, it worked. Uh, yeah. But yeah, later, when the um, expansion started coming out and the patches and uh, redesigns, we just need to let it go. Just. <laughs> Give us the character, like the general intent, and the artist will do the rest. <laughs> yeah, that's something uh, I was yeah. interested in, like, like seeing all the all the abilities changing all the time. Has it been frustrating in a way? Was there a moment where you just thought, "Okay, I'm gonna talk to these guys. That's not <laughs> what this card represents. Come on, get it right." Uh, I mean, um, I, I I guess um, after uh, like a first big patch, uh, I got like a bit of this like uh, whiplash of like, this is not what my baby was supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, uh, if it feels better in game, it doesn't fucking matter uh, if uh, it fits 100% the card. (laughs) It's like, I know the card art uh, is secondary to uh, if the card uh, ability is fun for the players. Like, okay, kind of, you need to know the place of your work and it's not get the, your ego get in the way because that's mm-hmm. just like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> um, speaking of your babies and this sort of personal attachment to, to your work, um, were there cards that you had to work on that you had very little personal interest in? Uh, yeah, uh, I uh, really didn't uh, enjoy doing like the war machines, like the trebuchet, and uh, there are like three of the war machines that I think I did. And I did it in a row, and it was like very uninspiring three weeks. <laughs> Because like, you cannot tell like a, a character story with a trebuchet, it's just like yeah. Yeah, inspiring. Mm. We <laughs> did you did you tell that to Baby Joseph when he was interviewing you? Because he's the official Siege ambassador. He <laughs> loves the Siege cards. Siege ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I didn't know. That. I, I think I, I think that that could have potentially concluded the interview on the spot. Like, I don't like the Siege cards. Okay, this is over. I'm going home. <laughs> I think that we didn't talk about it then. <laughs> um, can you also give us example examples of cards that you were very passionate about when working on them? Like, you got a commission and you're like, yes, I wanted to do this for so long. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, uh, we got uh, some uh, choice w- with picking the cards that we wanted and uh, didn't want to do. Uh, I had spreadsheets that we could uh, put ourselves uh, names uh, in the stuff that we didn't, uh, uh, that we did want to do, and then uh, I guess the, the rest was uh, just distributed between the artists uh, in a fair way. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, I always uh, was very uh, um, fast to sign up for all the monster cards and all the dryad cards because those are the most fun to do. Because monsters, uh, uh, yeah, well, those are monsters. Those are so much fun, especially when you uh, can uh, actually design uh, the creature. So uh, I had the most fun on the phoenix, and I really like doing the dryads because each uh, they're so open-ended, just like a green lady doing shit, like. <laughs> Not really. I, th I think that was Johnny. <laughs> Best definition of a dryad. <laughs> green, green thing. Oh, yeah. Thanks Did you know that some of the dryad cards actually have nicknames? Oh. <laughs> um, the dryad fledgling is is the tree humper. Tree humper. <laughs> I hate it. But fair enough. She does look like she's humping the tree, and also one of the articles I was working on it pointed it out, so I kind of knew. But it was like Yeah, I actually love all the nicknames, and um, I'm not sure if you if you keep in touch with the new art because there is a new dryad, and she has mm -hmm. a six pack, so she was quickly quickly nicknamed Abby because of the apps. Oh, okay. That, that, that was a good one too. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I keep up with uh, like the uh, uh, new art because I'm, I'm still friends with the the artists and yeah, uh, that uh, that uh, card was by uh, Kasia Baikus if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, that, it's it's a possibility. Oh man. Well, actually, we got a question from the chat. Which card is your favorite? I know it's kind of difficult to choose. Uh, well, you know, whoever you want to ask, everyone is going to be like, oh shit, I don't know. My favorite card is difficult, right? But you maybe know, it's, you've got... it's like asking your mom which, what, which, which of your children do you love the <laughs> <Yeah>. most? <laughs> They're not going to tell mean, you, but you know that there is one. I, I, it's hard to say. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I. I uh liked uh, working on the flaminica one because it's like a sun it was summer it has kind of summery vibes so it was like yeah <laughs> um, um, <laughs> i really like working on like the um, uh, lesser demons so like the cat and the dog part oh, yeah. because it was uh, uh, so easy it just a like, cat and uh, a dog from the back so it's like <laughs> done <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Flaminica, I think when, when it came out, a lot of people got the idea that the art was somehow inspired by the show Vikings, by Lagertha, if I if I pronounce her name correctly. Uh, uh, so uh, I can debunk that because uh, at the time I was ignorant of this fucking uh, amazing show <laughs> and I got into it like way too late and I'm still catching up. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can see um, uh, the similarity with, especially with like the the hair. But uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, it would kind of be cool uh, if I could say that uh, it was uh, an homage, but it's not. Sorry. <laughs> Rip another legend. <laughs> okay, you moving on. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> We, we have so many more questions. Oh, yeah, especially about Gwent. So, well, uh, you told us that it was kind of difficult to get some sort of specific historical modern style inspiring you when working on Gwent artwork. But we can definitely say that there is a signature touch uh, that you can see on all of your cards. And could you tell us, in your opinion, what is that? What, what are you leaving on every card that is your specific signature touch? Photoshop filters. 
So <laughs> I, I kind of have, uh, um, when I'm finishing artwork, I kind of uh, run it through um, usually very similar uh, post-processing. So I uh, sharpen it, uh, I put a grain on it, and uh, I add like lens distortion. And right. it kind of uh, makes uh, all my art looks the same. And I, when I'm saying it, it sounds bad. <laughs> but then... Yeah, it sounds like cheating. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of uh, easy shorthand to get... Um... I'm not accusing you. Uh, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, it's kind of um, uh, easy way to... Uh, give that uh, final push uh, to the art uh, if you want it to be more realistic because kind of uh, simulates uh, the way um, kind of photography looks. So with uh, a bit imperfection with like the lens distortion, uh, a bit of grain, uh, like uh, uh, all older um, um, kind of photos looks and sharpened because it just looks better in game because it's more visible. So uh, uh, cheeky, 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 cheeky. <laughs> Yeah, but that explains it. That explains it. <laughs> All yeah, the artists in the chat, take notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alice. Alice is studying hard here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Taking... By the way, shout All out right. to Alice for helping us prep this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Alice, for that. And yeah, you know, have you ever imagined that your artwork is gonna have like such an impact on the Gwent community? Because I can tell you from, you know, my, I don't know, my viewers or for Weisenberg viewers uh, perspective, your art is just simply amazing. Everyone recognizes mm -hmm. at a glance. And yeah, what do you think about it? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, as I cannot say this before, uh, career wise, I uh, have no fucking plan and never did. Uh, so <laughs> I also didn't plan uh, to, uh, make my art, I guess, impactful. I just mm -hmm. was trying to do uh, the best job with the stuff I got. And uh, I, I, I'm super appreciative that uh, people uh, enjoy it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think Gwent uh, turned out uh, um, like a really nice game. And I'm happy I was able to uh, kind of contribute to that. So like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for yeah, enjoying my work. Enjoy. You know, thanks to your artwork, I think went is one of the best card games in terms of artwork. We can agree that there is no card game like that in terms of artwork, definitely. Oh so God. when there are some new cards coming out, there's always, you know, a huge uh, discussion about the artwork and about the style because, you know, depending on the expansion, it differs a bit. Like, for example, the last expansion was a bit more dark. <laughs> And people realize it, you know, from the spot. So it's, it's also a part of it, right? When when you when it comes to other card games, I think art is not being a really, such a big part of the game. So yeah, definitely, definitely, job well done on that. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. So thanks to like the Gwent community that they are actually appreciating the art and um, not um, pushing it to the side, just like I, ah, yeah, it's a card game. I guess like some pictures. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so like... I mean, we could we could totally praise you on no end. So I'm only gonna say one thing: quite quite a lot. I would see a new card, and I'll be like, "Oh, this is amazing art! I absolutely love it." And then yeah, Anna P. Uh, that explains it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, 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 seriously. Thank you for uh, appreciating the stuff because. Uh, 
yeah, it's, it's inspiring to do more when, when people <laughs> appreciate your stuff. So thank you. Um, <laughs> We talked a little bit about the interview you had with um, Tim Banagang and, B and Baby Joseph. Um, so during that interview, you shared the story behind Squirrel, um, the last card um, that was, you know, made by you and was released in the latest expansion. And I was wondering, are there more stories like that? Are there more trivia like that? Because I think that I, I look at Roach and I look at Asira, you know, the crazy cat lady. I think there has to be a story. Hmm. I mean, um, the squirrel was uh, like the only card that I was so hell-bent on uh, making. Uh, but yeah, I, I've worked uh, for quite a while on those cards. So uh, adventures happened. <laughs> <laughs> so um, hmm. um, uh, I, I guess, uh, yeah, a good example can be like the uh, Asire uh, card. Uh, because um, kind of... Um, uh, the uh, brief I got for, uh, for her was kind of bare bones. Um, the stuff from the books was kind of very minimalistic, just like one of the less important um, um, uh, magicians and uh, the, the stuff that stuck with me was the fact that, uh, oh yeah, she had a cat called Merlin. So it was like, perfect. We are basing the character around this fucking cat and uh, <laughs> there will be also a lady somewhere. And um, uh, I, I kind of managed to uh, get this uh, weird cat portal uh, illustration pushed. Uh, but uh, then when um, kind of a delegation of animators and designers came with like, the fuck is that? <laughs> what did they do? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Uh, so uh, I had no explanations for them because I just wanted to draw a cat portal and they had to deal with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, One day there is going to be a card called Merlin, I'm telling you that. <laughs> should be. Like, I think if there is a thing that uh, Gwen Flax is uh, um, like silly cards with um, just like very casual animals. Mm. Just, not so serious, not just uh, like uh, dudes uh, fighting in mud, just like it's a variety. Like a cat would be perfect or more squirrels. squirrels. <laughs> uh, Give us more. We need we need more stories. Uh, like uh, I, I need to know about Roach because that must have sounded I... crazy. You said you only briefly touched the Witcher 3. So when somebody came to you and said, uh, so Anna, we want you to um, draw a horse on the roof. That must have sounded pretty, pretty ridiculous. No, no, no. I'm sorry, that was my idea. Uh, nice. I, I made uh, uh, the first sketch for Roach was uh, like a serious uh, epic course, uh, <laughs> but uh, then uh, kind of uh, there was a video with uh, bugs uh, uh, of Roach that went viral and uh, kind of changed direction and made like a, a few sketches of uh, uh, Roach uh, in a different um, bugged out. Um, locations <laughs> <laughs> and they picked the one on the roof and uh, rightfully so uh, that was also fun to uh, draw because it was so ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it can uh, credit to uh, the game director uh, at the time for uh, actually uh, agreeing to do something stuff like that because uh, i know in some companies uh, the the mantra could be like no we need to like treat ourselves seriously uh, serious horse, serious composition, serious game. Uh, so, yada, yeah. yada, yada, yada. 
um, you said that you made multiple sketches of Roach, and I think that I think that's gonna be a lot to ask. But is there any chance that you still have them and you could publish them on social media at some point in the future, just for fun? Uh, I do, and I actually uh, uh, published one uh, of the alternative sketches already, uh, like. Uh, uh, on my Instagram, uh, just oh, I don't use Instagram. And... Sorry, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm old. I know. Trashy <laughs> website, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I, I guess I can um, repost them to Twitter or something. Uh, uh, I have a rope standing on its head. It's a very beautiful sketch. <laughs> um, hmm. What else uh, interesting happened? Uh, oh. When I was uh, painting uh, the uh, dashing Siri, uh, my workstation flooded. So that was fun. How, how did it flood? I, I need to know the details. How, right? I think, it was, it, I think it was the famous Buja coffee. No, it was not the famous Buja coffee. Uh, actually, uh, uh, it was a problem with the AC, but it was uh, amazing because I don't remember even why, but I was uh, uh, in work on Saturday. Uh, so I was kind of um, feeling more casual, not having uh, my shoes on and just painting the Siri. And suddenly I feel uh, like my feet are wet and I was just like, what the hell? And uh, like the um, whole, whole area was like dark from uh, carpet being soaked in water. <laughs> That's a problem on the weekend because like, oh, there is no administration, what now? <laughs> So yeah, uh, Siri um, uh, is very characteristic uh, card for me. The uh, yeah, hard to uh, not remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah, I can, I can see why. Um, when we are talking about your work uh, in Gwent, there is a couple of questions that are not on the list, but I'm gonna ask them anyway. Um, the first one, sure. and we briefly <laughs> talk about that before the show. How do you feel about? people, other content creators, reworking your cards? Because we briefly talked about the paps <laughs> making memes out of your work. <laughs> uh, uh, you showed me the memes. Uh, they are uh, amazing and so well put together. More, please. They're <laughs> 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 hilarious. Um, I, I don't have a problem with people editing my work, just like, cut it, do whatever. It just, it's on online, like, uh, what can I do? <laughs> it's on the internet, there's no way to stop you? it. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, have fun. <laughs> and the other question that I had in mind specifically when you were talking about Asira is premiums. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about um, premiums in general? What's your experience with working with animators, if that's their official title? Uh, I mean, uh, they're... Uh elevating the art to like another level and it's so much fun to see what they uh, come up uh, especially um when they kind of get super creative uh in some cars they have to kind of do in slow-mo uh, sometimes they uh, do like uh, super um creative intros for the cards it's like uh, kind of it's mind-blowing what uh, they can uh, do with the cards so uh it's super awesome and um, uh, I was on Gwent from the very beginning, so I kind of uh, got to see uh, how the idea of uh, creating the premiums uh, come about. So that was also uh, fun to see them kind of iterate to uh, get um, where uh, the premiums are now from uh, like kind of humble beginnings with just like VFX, then like uh, moving planes, and then like full uh, um, models 
and death and like wow, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Lots of respect for the guys. <laughs> yeah, some 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 premiums are very gentle. I would say they don't show a lot, but some premiums, mm -hmm. including Asira, there is a lot of motion. Yeah, that's very true, and those are the most fun. I mean, uh, uh, I get why. Um, uh, Budget-wise and uh, time, uh, because of time, is kind of have to go simple with some cards. But uh, when there is a card that they get to, uh, they have like super cool idea and uh, get the permission to um, uh, put more uh, into. It's like oh, so awesome. So the the best part about doing Gwent, I I think, just just like getting your cards animated. <laughs> because like, like you don't get to see that on any other project. Like maybe when you do like some key um, art or uh, something for other companies, they, they can like put a fork in front of it or so something simple, but never something like in Gwent. <laughs> um, there's another thing we talk uh, quite extensively about, and that's, you know, the, the changing abilities. And I uh, I know we are like, moving across topics, but I, I really need to follow up on that. <laughs> Once, um, before the show, you said that you are bad at card games, and I think a lot of people in chat would like to know, how about Gwent? Are you up for a round? Have you ever played? I mean, I tried, but Gwent <laughs> makes me feel so goddamn stupid. <laughs> it's frustrating. Uh, just, uh, it's too much, too much rules, too much everything. I don't think I ever won a round of Gwent. Ever in my life. <laughs> no, I once uh, uh, when there was like a, a day of testing, I won uh, I won um, a round of Gwent because uh, uh, Maciej Ostrowski, Ostry, uh, yeah. the, the main designer, was walking behind me, and I just just put him in my space and like play it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's the only way I can uh, win in Gwent. Uh, made somebody else play for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I think it's time we move to more pleasant topics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, given a chance, like, is there any character from the Witcher universe that you'd love to illustrate? You were saying that you were actually picking monsters and triads mainly, right? Because you enjoyed uh, creating art for them. But is there, like, a, any specific one character that you would like to illustrate? Hmm. Specific one. Hmm. I, I always uh, wanted to do uh, more uh, wild hunt uh, guys. Like um, uh, I kind of always was uh, missing out on Imleri. I always wanted to do him, but right. alas. <laughs> and he's on the screen right now as we speak, actually. <gasps> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but yeah, uh, it, it was always something that uh, uh, when the uh, Somebody else grabbed the Wild Hunt characters. There were uh, never that many uh, to begin with. Uh, I was uh, like on holidays when they uh, were releasing things, just like, damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, oh, man, exactly. <laughs> Would be awesome to see the uh, Wild Hunt version made by you. What can you do? Yeah, we are, we are just waiting on a new card, Imlorith Holidays. It's an empty <laughs> field. No Imlorith to be found. <laughs> um, following up on that, um, is there any chance you might illustrate more Gwent cards in the near or distant future? I mean, 
um, uh, I'm not planning on uh, uh, getting uh, back on Gwen team because uh, I, 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 uh, I did my time. I made. <laughs> it sounds like prison. Uh, oh. I did my time. I paid my debt <laughs> to society. I, 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 I had fun, but yeah, at some point, um, you kind of. Um, can I keep um, working on the, uh, the same product for a few years? Uh, with Gwent, it's also, also you're kind of restricted to uh, the same shape and size of canvas. Um, kind of um, the same characters uh, are circulating. And you just yeah. want something new. So um, uh, I, I, I guess I could, uh, 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 in some further future, uh, if the guys want to do some freelance one or two, but I would not come back full time. I am kind of involved in other projects that uh, right now are kind of mm, I'm hyped about. <laughs> and um, Gwent is kind of a, a closed chapter. But I'm very happy with it, but it's, uh, it's done. <laughs> but is it entirely closed? That's the question. Right, Hesser? <laughs> Exactly. Are there like any cards that you worked on that haven't been released yet and we might see in the future? There are two more. <laughs> That's right. a yeah. major leak. Uh -huh. uh, I cannot say anything more, but yeah, yeah. I also uh, uh, cannot wait for them to be uh, released because I am very happy with one. The other is kind of whatever card, but I want, I want to post one of them. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we are we are looking forward to that. The next expansion is when? The next expansion should be in December, right? True. So uh, I think I think we'll need to press. Actually, there has been some art leaks. I'm 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 not sure if you guys know if you if you are on Reddit, but somebody scoured through the game files and there is apparently some art in there de depicting witchers oh, and, yeah, yeah. and salamanders and stuff like that. As, as if they, they are trying to front-load the, the next expansion. We'll have to ask Buja about that. Okay. Oh yeah, I saw that somewhere on Reddit, I think. Maybe we can find a link quickly and post it in the chat. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to ask the next question, because I imagine that working with CTPR has been quite an experience. Mm -hmm. And my question would be, how did it uh, influence the projects that you are now involved in? I, uh, I mean, a lot, uh, because um, um, I, I guess um, my um, uh, portfolio is uh, mostly uh, kind of uh, hyper-realistic, kind of gritty stuff. So I was mostly uh, um, put on projects that are um, in this kind of style. Uh, Lately, I'm trying to uh, branch out more to uh, do also uh, more stylized stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, uh, it had like a huge and positive, uh, I would say, uh, influence. But um, that's the thing of uh, having uh, your portfolio uh, mainly uh, connected with one project. You, um, you have to realize that uh, this is also the kind of work you'll be contacted for because people usually want uh, more of the same. <laughs> yes, I, mean, I, I, I like uh, fantasy, I like the uh, uh, realistic stuff and um, uh, yeah, uh, car games are uh, awesome to work uh, on because they are kind of um, 
so uh, so easy to do on freelance because this is like a it's a tiny uh, part of the project to do it's like yay <laughs> Um, you said that Gwent is a closed chapter, and I, I absolutely have to squeeze more out of that answer. <laughs> the the future Witcher game, Cyberpunk, any any Anna art to be seen? Uh, I did some stuff for uh, Cyberpunk, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, when it's released, I will be able to post it. I guess. Awesome. <laughs> before it releases, I'm like. <laughs> and before before you started working on Gwent. Um, were you involved in the Witcher games in any capacity? Uh, uh, I was. Uh, um, I was uh, when the Witcher three was wrapping up. Uh, I was uh, hired as a junior artist, so I didn't do much. I did like some UI fragments, <laughs> so, not, not 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 really much. Uh, but uh, I was uh, uh, on a, a project that was uh, killed uh, a long time ago. It was called Witcher Battle Arena. Uh, it was yeah. uh, to the break, uh, trying to uh, do a mobile game. <laughs> um, it's not uh, an active project anymore, but I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine anyone from CTPR just watching this and being like, please, Anna, just, just don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't want anyone to remember. <laughs> but I'm really... <laughs> But I'm really glad I asked about Cyberpunk and, and The Witcher because um, this time around we got a lot of good questions from Reddit. And, oh. and I, I was not sure if we should ask about Cyberpunk. I thought, ah, you know, it's it's closed door. She's not, not no longer working for CDPR. But apparently there is some stuff we can expect in the future. Yeah. I, I mean, um, uh, when I left Gwent, uh, I was doing uh, freelance still for the project. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, um, uh, there, there will, uh, will be like uh, some stuff, uh, not like a huge, huge amount, so not like a flood of content like I have with uh, Gwen cards, but a decent amount of uh, uh, stuff that, yeah, I also cannot wait uh, for the game to release to start uh, posting because it's, yeah, something else. <laughs> Not fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we end the Gwent segment, um, just a question to wrap it up a little bit. The most memorable Gwent card you've ever worked on and why? Memorable, memorable. Hmm. Uh, Other than being <laughs> flooded during working on Siri. <laughs> it was pretty goddamn uh, memorable. Um, you know what? I, I would say uh, Kian uh, because uh, it's such a gross card. Uh, uh, and at the time I was uh, sitting with uh, my back of my computer, uh, showing to um, kind of the hallway of people crossing. And I loved the uh, reaction of people. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> the constant murmur of uh, EU <laughs> behind my back. Oh, it was entertaining. <laughs> It's like yeah, of course. Like uh, also, uh, I had like a monitor with like references of like um, um, gory stuff and <laughs> tasty, tasty, tasty. Very tasty. There is a lot of tasty cards like that. I remember um, the Parasite when it was first released. Ooh. Oh yeah. Mm. Ooh, that was that, that was, was something. That's uh, Bogna uh, Kapraniska uh, did that one. And yeah. uh, to be honest, like, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, she just like 
made uh, it was like her first sketch and it was like immediately everybody was like yeah that one just <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> especially the premium like, like the card in itself is already <laughs> quite quite gross and, and then you look yeah. at the premium like Disable premiums. Such an effective idea. Just like <laughs> on point. <sighs> okay, I think it's time. We have um thirty something minutes left, so uh, I think it's time to move to the personal Q and A section. And once again, we have quite a few questions from Reddit. But chat, if you want to ask Anna something, anything really, um. Post it, post it, post it, post it right there in the chat box, and uh, we are gonna have a look. And if it's something worthwhile, we are definitely gonna ask it, even if it's some memes. So we can we can allow some memes here and there. But the first question, as I said, from Reddit once again, um, in this section is, what are your responsibilities within Flying Wild Hogs? Because somebody said that um, the enemy design strongly resembles your style. And that one, uh, that person would be wrong because I didn't do those actually. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, um, I cannot go into much detail uh, because I'm working on an, an, uh, an announced project at Flying Wild Hawk, but uh, I am super happy about it and super hyped uh, because this is actually the project uh, uh, I left Gwent for. <laughs> so uh, I cannot, uh, they, they gave me the pitch and it was like, yeah, by Gwent, I guess. <laughs> so uh, I cannot wait when this will be announced because it's like super cool. <laughs> I love it. I love working on that. And uh, as for uh, Shadow Warrior, um, so far I only uh, did, did like a key art, but it's unreleased. So uh, nothing of mine to be seen in uh, um, um, uh, Shadow Warrior 3 uh, as of yet. <laughs> Okay, I think that answers my question. I'm actually yeah, writing no. some more down. So get ready. But in the meantime, uh, I'm going to give the mic to Hesser. Yeah, that's right. So, um, well, we can assume that you don't have an exclusivity exclusivity uh, clause in your contract, right? Mm -hmm. With any other studios. Um, so uh, can we expect some sort of freelance work from you as well from time to time? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm a bit of a workaholic, so I uh, always... Um... <laughs> do a bunch of stuff at one time. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, there, there, um, uh, yeah there, there, there is a lot of stuff that uh, just is done or in the works. But yeah, with like um, the game cycle developments, it's usually like a year or two or even more uh, after uh, the work is finished that uh, can be released. So uh, everybody right. has to wait. <laughs> that, yeah, I think that's the worst part, just waiting on something. Like, you gave us so many leaks today, there are more yeah. Gwent cars coming. There is Cyberpunk stuff coming. <laughs> and and I'm just I'm just sitting here waiting and thinking, oh my god, it's gonna be months. <laughs> I wanna see it now. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> a live yeah. in game, like uh, your portfolio is always like uh, three to four years uh, out of date to the stuff you're actually doing. <laughs> well, yeah. 
considering that there are still more uh, Gwent cards coming, um, if invited, would you consider sh um, showing up to a Gwent tournament? Because uh, when it comes to certain tournaments, CDPR organizes like a uh, viewer party. So they invite content creators, um, people who are involved in Gwent in any other way, to basically watch a tournament together, have a chat, discuss everything related to the game. If someone invited you, would you consider coming? Maybe. I mean, the problem with me in Gwent is the fact that uh, I don't really play Gwent because I am so... You could learn! So <laughs> <laughs> I would be politely just nodding like, woo! <laughs> Effects! <laughs> People winning! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might defeat the purpose. <laughs> at least, at least you would not, you would know who the uh, who won because normal normally people would just you know slowly uh, falling asleep. What was going on? I was playing. <laughs> there you go. What <laughs> I could do like uh, um, a bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think a lot of uh, content creators and fans would just love to meet you there to talk about art to talk about your work while you were at the cdpr fair enough like uh, uh, i can talk about the art and i can be very disappointed when it comes to the gwent itself <laughs> oh we have a highly controversial question from the chat oh, man. Oh. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh tristian or shani the first the, the first reaction to the question was jesus christ no <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I approve of that message. Yeah, it's like not even a contest. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's um, better than all the other. <laughs> speaking of which, you've never designed a Yennefer card, have you? I did one uh, did Yennefer you? card. Uh, which one? Like like shooting um, green energy, and she was like connected to unicorns. Wait, what? Van uh, um, Alice says Vanilla Yen. Which one is Vanilla Yen? Is, is it the review one? Like a green one, I don't know. Just asking me hard one questions. Wait. Conjurer, maybe? Yeah. No, Conjurer is the, the pinging one. I know Conjurer because it was my first premium. Like, it's like a new card to me, I'm, I'm sorry. I've been playing this game for 1500 hours. I'm like, Vanilla, and which one is that? <laughs> oh, there's, there's a link? No, there's not a link. There was an old uh, Yennefer um, uh, shooting like a green energy uh, from between her legs. And uh, uh, yeah, she was yeah. at some point connected to a unicorn. And the unicorn also had to be green for that reason. And I don't like that it's green. It should be blue. But... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna check it on Gwent 1. I'm gonna check it in the database. Which one was that? Like, people were, oh, the neutral one? Yeah, it doesn't tell me, it's not tell me anything, guys. Yeah, it's super old. It's like one of the... Um, uh, oh, this of... one! Oh, the, like... uh, the swarm one. Yeah, the swarm one, exactly. Oh, uh, now I know. What, what it's called now? Yennefer of Vengerberg. It's just Vanilla Yen. Okay, okay, okay. Thank, thanks, chat. So um, moving on. Do we have anything else from chat? No, because if we don't, then we are going to ask one more. Uh, we have a question about the duration. Like how long does it take on average to make a card? You said you said about five days. 
uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess it varied uh, a little because uh, some cards were um, less complex than others. So um, there were like token cards that uh, could take like two or three days because it's like, for example, there was like a skull token. So like how much time you can spend on the skull, but there were also cards that were um, like uh, with multiple characters. So for example, um, uh, in Lerith, uh, uh, Sabbath was, uh, I think, it took like seven days because there are all the um, ladies on the stairs. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it just like the more more people on the card, basically, uh, the more time uh, it uh, needs to be finished, at least for me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going like to spin that question a little one, a little bit. I'm going to ask how long did it take the most, like, what was the longest time you had to spend on a card? And which card was that? Hmm. Which one was the longest? Um, hmm. I, I think uh, the longest was actually uh, the Blue Stripes Commando. Uh, mm -hmm. It was like the triptych card, and yeah. it was the first triptych we kind of, as experiment, um, we tried to make, and it was a pain in the ass. Uh, because, uh, it didn't work uh, with being a premium. Uh, I uh, it was like a third or fourth uh, card I did on Gwent, so uh, I was not um, kind of as fluent uh, in uh, doing those cards, and uh, it's much bigger than the other cards. Uh, the composition sucks, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah, this one like took uh, probably more than two weeks. And the effect is still not great, so... <laughs> <laughs> People love the triptych cards, though, and they were they are actually missing them. Yeah, they are largely gone. Like, we still have a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah, too bad. This was a good idea, but, uh, I mean, I, I get why they were problematic. And, yeah, but, but at least later, the compositions and uh, the thinking about how to uh, go about those cards uh, got much better. Because, yeah, uh, blue stripes, not good. <laughs> <laughs> All the NR boys cry in the corner. First she says she doesn't like Siege Machines. Then she says she doesn't like blue stripes. I'm sorry! <laughs> Clearly a Scoyateo fangirl. <laughs> yeah, the next one is going to be that Roach is a scumbag. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of Scoyateo, uh, it was asked some time ago in chat, what's the story behind Ida's cat? Oh, yeah. Like you, you, you made um, Ida, Ida, Ep, Ep, you know, the, the Elven Mage, <laughs> and there's a ca cat hissing on her, like, trying to grab her, uh, her dress. That was your card, wasn't it? Ah, uh, ah, Dobra, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, Dobra, Dobra, yeah, okay, it's cool. Like the, uh, uh, okay, uh, uh. Uh, yellow dress, uh, cat lady. Yeah, the cat okay. lady. Yeah, yeah, the the, the yeah. other cat lady, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, uh, there was a passage uh, in the book uh, that um, uh, Ida was um, teleporting somewhere and uh, a bunch of um, uh, uh, like wild cats uh, noticed uh, her and um, it was like a kind of a cool quote that uh, the cats were uh, in, not impressed with uh, the magic she was uh, performing with, like uh, trying to be invisible because uh, uh, cats are so cool that they can uh, see through right through that. 
So um, uh, again, um, I, I hear uh, a cut in the brief. Uh, <laughs> that was their point. So kind of is um, a bit related to uh, like this quote in the book, but uh, obviously not exactly. So <laughs> the best the best way to get you to draw a card is just insert a cat. There, there is a cat there. Okay, that's enough. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I mean, um, I would like to say no, but um, the evidence is clear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just like um, cards with like kind of. Um, with animals, Simple, uh, animal or a cute twist, just just fun, fun to do, uh, <laughs> especially that um, yeah, it's Witcher uh, has kind of a dark, uh, dreary uh, universe. So um, every uh, little possible uh, ray of um, light of doing like something uh, a bit cutesy or fun is always like yeah, that. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> Yeah, especially Knickers is like that. It's a yeah. very bright, happy card. It is. It is. Um, uh, uh, I mean, uh, ah, and it was based on uh, a dog uh, that uh, was um, kind of uh, a Gwen dog. <laughs> so the, the dog that was um, the most often in the Gwen studio. Uh, the uh, real dog is called uh, Mjolnir and it's a Shiba Inu. But obviously, we couldn't have a, a Shiba uh, in a Witcher universe, so uh, I uh, make it a, a more, more um, mixed is it, is it, Isn't it? It's, it's Austria. I'm not sure if you said it. It's Austria's dog, right? No, uh, huh? Austria also has um, a dog. Uh, from what I know, uh, it's from the same uh, breeder uh, because there are like <laughs> 10 Shibas from the same breeder into the project right now. <laughs> <laughs> Those. <laughs> now we know who runs the company. There's a Shiba Posse. But yeah, Mjolnir was the first one. Uh, she belongs to uh, one of the Gwent artists. Uh, her name is Zuza. <laughs> she also uh, she, uh, she uh, likes expansions. Actually, this my uh, favorite. Um, uh, cart. There was like a, a young dryad uh, creating like magic and like uh, sprouting stuff from the ground, and it was like super cute. And Zuza did that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Surname Bacchus, I think. Yeah, uh, Zuza Kapuścińska, uh, Zuzanna is like I guess the, the full full name. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we actually have some questions related to the other artists, and I think um, Hesser, Hesser has them on his list. Yeah. That's right. The next one is, uh, we talked a, a bit about your favorite uh, art, but do you have like any art from another Gwent artist that is your favorite one? Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, because I don't remember the title. <laughs> it's Lorenzo's art, so going to his art station. <laughs> All right. There's like a card to it, a bunch of peasants, <laughs> and I fucking love it. <laughs> oh my god, Lorenzo, your surname is a hell to write. Oh, so it's oh, Lorenzo. There right. we go. <laughs> yeah, uh, there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really love there is a pe peasant militia, 
and it's a card uh, by Lorenzo and uh, it looks like an uh, old-timey uh, painting uh, it kind of just looks like an old paint it's fucking amazing I love it <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, speaking of you know, looking at some sort of a painting, I think that uh, you know it's easy to say that some of the cards really look like some medieval paintings. And did you have like any sort of favorite painter that uh, you know impacted your work as well? I don't think it's gonna be a medieval painter because the art back then was quite different. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it's I gonna mean, be like uh, early modern, 1500s at the earliest. Oh my god, there's like so many artists uh, that uh, I love. Uh, uh, I, I, I guess, okay, we can go through the list, I guess. I uh, um, uh, really love the art of uh, Weiss and uh, Malchewski. And uh, uh, yeah, Caravaggio is like uh, one of uh, like the, the biggest uh, art gurus uh, for me uh, still. Oh my god. <laughs> Such a broad topic, I, I cannot. <laughs> In the next episode, the top 10 artists, the top 10 painters by Anna Palladwarna. Make it pretty and we can. <laughs> and we can talk about that, yeah. I, I can cut it up, uh, yeah, 50. <laughs> But uh, it, it's hard to say. I, I, I never had uh, like a uh, single artist that uh, um, uh, I wanted to be like exactly like that. But um, there are so many artists that were uh, kind of uh, masters of their niche and they did one particular thing just like so brilliantly. This is just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree. It's uh, really cool when um, uh, in Gwent uh, sometimes um, uh, art pops up uh, that it has kind of this uh, art art feeling. And yeah, I, I think uh, Lorenzo is definitely master of that. He pu pulls it off the best out of the uh, team. The, like his art is like like super classy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh. Awesome. And what about the artists like non Gwent related? They have like maybe modern ones, obviously. Or we, have any maybe ones? maybe digital ones, like other card games, for instance, yeah. other games in general. I really love uh, what uh, Evan Amundsen uh, is doing. Uh, like there is a, a guy doing uh, like fantasy artwork, and usually doing like um, uh, he, uh, most of the times sticks to just the sketch part, but their the, his sketches are so uh, full of life. It's just like a I, I wish I could uh, create characters this um, juicy <laughs> and amazing <laughs> team. Um, uh, another artist that like is super awesome is like Simon Stalinhack. Oh my God, uh, he's uh, there is a TV series um, being based on um, his uh, portfolio of concept art. It's just Duz is doing um, kind of uh, mostly environment uh, art um, uh, with like a um, dark sci-fi twist and it's all a bit unsettling. Uh, kind of looks like a Northern Europe, but with like just like, mm, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of other artists, I have a question. Um, I'm not sure if you are going to be able to answer it, but uh, when you are browsing through artwork made by somebody else, do you borrow their ideas sometimes? Do you have this feeling like, hmm, this looks cool. I think I'm going to use that in my own work. Um, I, I mean... Uh, like a style or a specific yeah. touch or maybe some sort of filter? I... I uh... I try not to do that because that's kind of shitty to do to other artists. I definitely uh, uh, try to uh, when I uh, see somebody doing having like some really interesting technique, uh, I try to uh, figure it out and emulate that. And uh, they have uh, like uh, tutorials, then it's like oh, that's awesome. Uh, but uh, uh, like uh, designs or compositions now, because uh, I wouldn't like if somebody like. Grabbed my compositions and like, oh, oh it's mine, <laughs> and I sell it. <laughs> so look at uh, me, I'm the captain now. <laughs> so yeah, uh, especially when you're doing like commercial work and you're making uh, money out of it, I I, I think it's like um, not great if you're uh, snatching ideas from other artists. <laughs> like I guess some inspiration and some overlap is um, bound to happen because they're just. Uh, there, there is not infinite amount of things you can do, for example, with uh, medieval armor. But uh, yeah, I, I guess that that's something you should, when your artist should be mindful of to uh, just not uh, steal other artists' shit. <laughs> uh, but do you actually consult with other artists when working on a project? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, on the games. Uh, uh, you cannot not consult. You, there are always uh, whole teams of people. Uh, there are art directors. There are artists. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a team uh, effort, especially on bigger projects. Um, and this is really awesome when uh, like the art team is um, like a, a pleasant environment when people are kind of mm, uh, everybody with like nice speaking personalities. Uh, definitely was the case for uh, Gwent, like uh, such a nice bunch of people uh, that I'm still friends with. So like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can, we can see that because you mentioned them so many times. I mean, uh, they're nice people. <laughs> they <laughs> mind them. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, randomly switching topics, uh, we talk a lot about your beginnings and I wanted to know what advice would you give somebody trying to kickstart their career as a freelance artist or as a digital artist? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I would uh, uh, not recommend doing what I did. So uh, just going blindly and just like, oh, I guess opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, um, uh, for me at least, uh, 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 actually working in the studio really helped, uh, like properly kickstart my uh, um, freelance uh, career, um, because uh, then um, just wor your work um, is kind of uh, connected to a more recognizable brand, so um, yeah, it's it's more appealing to um, the clients. But uh, yeah, you can definitely uh, also uh, start off just um, doing random commissions on the internet and uh, slowly work uh, uh, up uh, 
to a bigger uh, so some bigger clients. Um, if you uh, if somebody wants to do freelance, definitely uh, being active on social media is important because people just need to find you somehow. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, for that, uh, I, I guess most of my like serious work I uh, got from ArtStation. Uh, like Instagram, DeviantArt, not so much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is like, um, uh, yeah, definitely there are places for um, posting uh, more casual uh, sketches and casual interactions and uh, places that should be properly moderated, just like, um, just calm down, <laughs> just, just maybe don't go crazy on our station because, uh, yeah, that's where people uh, find artists. And uh, yeah, just, just so social media, uh, just keep grinding and if possible, uh, at least for some time, uh, grab a, a position uh, in a studio. And yeah, it just will, at some point, kind of the experience and clients accumulate and it's a good living. <laughs> Yeah, we, we've actually seen something like that in Gwen. There's an artist called Astor Alexander. Yeah. And I remember um, there being a lot of fan art on the Witcher Reddit, on social media, depicting Witcher in a different setting, like Witcher Noir, like 1920s. And then all of a sudden, a couple of expansions ago, there, are Gwen, there were Gwent cards released and designed by Astor Alexander. Yeah. So somebody saw that and somebody thought, we are going to talk to them. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how uh, looking for artists works. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Um, uh, there's, there's no yellow pages. I know, no, <laughs> just uh, basically what, what you find online. And um, uh, in case of Aster, uh, like the, the Noir uh, Witcher series was um, uh, kind of went viral. Like a lot of people liked it on many platforms. So uh, he was easy to find. <laughs> so. I'm not surprised uh, uh, the guys um, contacted him to do some uh, official work. His work is awesome. <laughs> I also know who he is. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's also there's also been attempts by CDPR to actually um, get new artists. For example, some time ago there was an art competition where people were asked <laughs> to design cards, and and some of these cards finally made it to the game. Were you actually no, aware of the competition? Competition. <laughs> were, were you aware of that competition being a thing? Yeah, I know. I I I, I helped judge the winners. So. Oh really? <laughs> I I thought I I, 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 I I thought that was way past the time. No, it was like um, right on the edge when I was kind of um, getting my shit out. <laughs> uh, right before your exit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like there was a ton of great entries. Yeah, it was like um, kind of hard to um, uh, narrow it down to like the um, the, the best um, few dozens because they, they were uh, like uh, I would say like at least one hundred of uh, those entries were like a top level art. So yeah, like the community really pulled through. Yes. Yeah, there was actually awesome. uh, there was actually an amazing card, um, Sienna. I don't remember who made it, but for some reason it was uh, removed from the competition for some paperwork reason. Like somebody didn't oh. list their sources or something of the sort, 
I don't know, but for, it was removed from the competition because of some technicality, is what we right. were told. It was the I art mean, of Sienna sitting on a throne. Oh, like she's uh, the one that she's like, um, like really comfortable, like uh, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly that one, yeah, yeah. Huh. Do you remember what I, the story I, was? I, I don't know what the story might have been. I I never heard that uh, there was an issue. So um, happens maybe maybe there was some paperwork lacking. Happens. Hesary is on his on point today. He's having links for everything. <laughs> like whenever we mention something, boom, link in the chat. <laughs> uh, but Hesary, do you have do you have more questions from the chat? Since you are so active there. Well, unfortunately, the only question we get here is like uh, about the Witcher trio, <laughs> but this is really similar to Yen, Truth, or Shen. Oh yeah, Lambert versus uh, Lambert versus Esco. Yeah, we could add Pack of Esmer as well to that competition. <laughs> I think important questions. <laughs> yeah, like, like Hesser, yeah. do you have daddy issues? Do you like Vesemir? Uh, yeah, this is the best uh, Witcher, man. Yeah, the the, the mustache, all right? It's it's, it's yeah, exactly. It's, it's that. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, these are all we got for now. Uh, okay, we have one question left on our list but if chat comes uh up with something nice we're gonna ask that as well because we have 10 minutes left so the um, the question that we have on our own list is what are your plans for the near future um, are there any new projects you are involved in other than uh the hogs um, i mean yeah uh, um, again uh, i uh, i am not too great at planning what's going to happen in the uh, yeah we established that <laughs> I just take what comes uh, on. Uh, I, I guess uh, now I'm uh, also uh, the thing I'm working now on uh, again without going into too much detail. Now I'm doing a project for uh, Riot Games, <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> and it's totally like not the stuff I've done before, so it's uh, interesting. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I usually have like some uh, freelance or contract work lined up for a few months uh, uh, into the future. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, yeah, I just uh, I don't really have a, a, like a goal. Just like oh, there is this one company and this one dream project that I want to get on and uh, just just work on that. Just like what. what? If something like comes around and go, I'll do it. If not, then yeah, I'll do something else. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> to wrap things up, um, there's a couple of things we have to remind the chat of, and the first one being there are two more Gwent cards made by this awesome lady that are going to be released at some point in the future. We don't have a we don't have a confirmation when that's going to be. Yeah, I would love uh, also them to be released because I, I, I left the company like two years ago <laughs> <laughs> and I have two, those two cards in limbo and I actually really like one of those and it's like, what the hell, guys? <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, um, in I think 75 days, Cyberpunk is going to release and you'll be able to find Anna's influence in there as well. Can you be a little bit more specific as to what can we expect from, from you and Cyberpunk? Uh, I, uh, I mean, uh, I cannot be super specific. Uh, I uh, vaguely specific. 
I can tell you that some of the stuff I work on, uh, I guess, was released as a wallpaper packet already uh, some time ago on GOG. <laughs> but that's all I know and can tell. All right. And <laughs> we have, and the last thing we are going to wait for is the Roach sketches. They're supposed to make their way to Twitter and other social media in the future. I'm not, I'm not sure when. It, I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty rough, but uh, sells the idea, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> uh, one is okay, kind of so shitty, I don't think I want to post it. But I will post one, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> oh, the, we, we have a weird question from chat. Is it true that you refuse to uh, draw Pathco Gale? The Bush's card? No, no I didn't. <laughs> you you weren't asked. Uh, I, I, from what I remember, uh, uh, when uh, the idea appeared, uh, Lorenzo uh, grabbed the card so fast, it was not an option for any other artist. He yoked it. it. Oh, so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw, seen somebody editing like uh, Excel spreadsheets this fast. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, there was, um, yeah. Uh, it was meant for Lorenzo. <laughs> let's let's say that. Let's say it was meant for him. Some sort of a big yeah. cap of right moment there. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> may, maybe maybe at some point in the future, we'll have the opportunity to talk to him, and we are definitely going to remind him of that little incident. Oh yeah. If you really wanted to do it, uh, so it's just like fair enough. Yeah, you can <laughs> blame yeah, him. Lorenzo. Lorenzo is like um, uh, really nice to talk to. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah you, you can have, you can have it. I totally didn't want that card. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I'm totally not mad. I not uh, grab the next one you wanted just out of spite. <laughs> Oh, oh, why am I not picking up your calls? I don't know. It must be something with my phone. <laughs> no, no. no. It's, uh, I'm happy that Lorenzo uh, did that hard card because it uh, turned out really, really nice. <laughs> and I, I think uh, it has like this uh, Lorenzo touch that uh, only uh, he can uh, pull off. <laughs> okay, guys, we've been doing this for almost two hours. So I think it's time we get to the last very brief segment of the show, which is where can we find you? So, uh, Anna, if people want to discover more of your artwork uh, or discover more uh, about you, where can they find you? On social media? Mm. What websites? Uh, 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 well, I'm on quite a few. Uh, so, um, uh, I would recommend ArtStation um, uh, for uh, if you want to like see uh, the art in its whole, whole glory. DeviantArt, if you must, too, because there is some old shit, creepy shit there. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm on Twitter uh, as of you know, recently, and I'm on Instagram. So on Twitter, on Instagram, there will be like more uh, sketchy, fun stuff that I want. I just don't post on the more serious websites. <laughs> okay, Hesser, now it's your time to sell out. Oh yeah, shameless plus number, I don't know, four or five right now. <laughs> so <laughs> as you probably know, guys, you can find me under twitch.tv slash Hesser Tavern. We are streaming four times a week, usually. 
and mainly playing Gwent, but also playing some indie games and other stuff you were suggesting me to play. So uh, welcome to step by whenever you have time, come join us and play. I'm playing together with the viewers as well if you want to play with me. Uh, it's a great opportunity. <laughs> Okay, thanks. Uh, guys, I would like to only remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at Novigrad Podcast. You can also join our Discord if you type exclamation mark podcast. And this episode is going to be uh, available on YouTube, Spotify, and a couple of other platforms either tonight or tomorrow. And with that being said, Anna, Hesser, thank you for being here. Very insightful episode. Really enjoyed this one. And, thank you, Anna. That was amazing. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Chat, thanks for staying with us. Thanks for all the questions. Also, Reddit, thanks for uh, giving us a lot of good ideas on what to ask. And obviously, mm -hmm. once again, uh, Elise, the Thunderbird of Team Aretuza, thanks a lot for helping mm -hmm. us prep this episode. It wouldn't be possible without you. And with that being said, thanks everyone for being here today. We are going to see you next time. And next time is going to be good. <laughs> oh, it is going to be good. We, we, we will have some really decent leaks oh yeah have a great day everyone see you next time see ya